Yo, keep me active, Vader. Yo, so today I'm going to be doing a day in the life of a TCU or transitional care nurse. But before I get to that, this weekend is um, International Fight Week. So we're back, baby. Pure violence, baby. Let's go. So this weekend, International Fight Week. Next weekend, Jake Paul fights Nate Diaz, baby. 209, stand up. So, day in the life of a transitional care nurse. This one is super fun because like, I just went to this facility recently and I have the perfect examples to give. So, transitional care nursing, you think about like people that just came out of the hospital and need to like go somewhere um, to, um, to transition before they go home. So you think about people that have like hip surgery, femur fracture, tibia, or pretty much any like a recent cabbage or heart attack, heart surgery. You just think about stuff like, for example, when you think about rehabbing, like the TCU and rehab goals together. You think about like people needing PT and OT, um, which is physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, depending if they need to like learn how to like talk again, just therapy, 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 transitioning before they go home because they need help and they're not ready or they're not quite ready to go home. So let's just say somebody is the age of whatever, like broke something, right? And they need like a physical therapy to help get their strength back or occupational therapy to see them, how to like use certain stuff in their house and to help them um, transition better, like to use the right body mechanics before they go home. So with that being said, that's a little quick breakdown. So when you're doing TCU nursing, a lot of people think about people need pain medication because these people just had surgery and they could be 90, they could be 40, they could be any age possible, it could be 100. And like people think about the call light, call light, call light because these people are just like, you all, you're always asking people for their pain skill more so on transitional care, like at least every four hours. So you'd be like, hey, I got a question for you. What's your pain level? They just say eight out of 10, boom. Do you want the Dilaudid or hydromorphone or do you want the Oxy, depending on what the doctor prescribed? Then you give them the pain medication, then you document, then you come and recheck after like an hour or so to see if their pain has went down, then you know it's effective or you document not effective, the pain is still the same. Then if it's a continuous trend, then you can call the doctor, update them, let them know what's going on to uh, how you can better help the patient or resident. But you think thinking patient more for transitional care, residents more for long-term care. Um, okay, so you also think about people needing ice packs, stuff like that, because like the area might be um, inflamed and you want or sw swollen, you want to bring the swelling down. So TCU can also be known as pain management. Then the other perspective you're thinking about is like you're looking for change of conditions. So for example, right, I went to this lady, um, her pain, like she's getting like 15 mg's of oxy every four hours on the clock. That's a freaking lot of pain that person's in, right? And she used to be an ex-nurse and all kinds of stuff, right? And this is what I mean by change of condition. From one perspective, right? This lady said, like, hey, like for some reason, I, I was talking to her, and like, I, I'm not, I wasn't a regular staff there. I was just there to help out for that day. So they were like, she was like, hey, um, my, my, I was like, hey, my dear, I got a question for you. What's your pain level right now? She's like, blah 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 blah. Let's just say she says like seven. I'm like, wow, that's consistent. She's like, also, like my right foot, like she had like, um, she broke her leg. Long story short, she's like. 
is really is really numb and is like and it feels tight, which is abnormal because you're like, holy, you just had surgery and the area or around there or close to it um, is feeling numb and tight, and which is like a change in her in her condition. Then you're like, I got a question for you. How long has it started? She's like, it started last night, but overall today it's been getting worse. You're like, oh snap, really? Then you check the person's vital sign because the vital sign tells some parts of the story. Blood pressure could be higher because when people are in pain, the blood pressure is typically higher. But you just want to get like the baseline viral signs that you call the doctor and people. Hey, my name is Nate or whatever your name is. I'm calling about this patient. Give their first name, last name, date of birth to verify um, primary doctors. This person. Then you give them the vitals. Vitals all within normal range or if it's abnormal, you tell them the abnormal vitals. Then you pretty much give them the story. Patient said, tell them what you're calling for. Patient said this, that, this, that, this, that. You know, oh, the numb, numbing and tightness. Oh, really? How long has it started? Kind of stuff, right? Then the surgeon person might call back and be like, oh, interesting. Um, they might have the person come in or like they might, like if it's an on-call or if it's a nurse practitioner, they might, that comes to see them daily, might come in to assess the patient themselves. Or you think about other stuff like somebody just had like recent heart surgery and you're, you're, there's an order to check their daily weight. Then for some reason, like they came there, let's just say they were 180. Then within like a, what's it called? Like a three day period, they're randomly like 180, like like one like 90. Or you're like, wait, what the heck? They gained 10 pounds? Then you're like, it's like, but 10 pounds, their leg is swollen. You, 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 you um, what's it called? You push on their legs to check for fluid or edema. And you see like, it pushes in or it's like pitting and you're like, whoa, your leg is very swollen and your daily weight is increasing. Then you check their vitals. You see that their oxygen level is like 88 on room air and you're like, holy crap, 88. And that's not normal because you'd be above 90 or at least like 92. Then you get a nose and then you call the doctor. Like the patient's having a little bit, um, let's say they're having shortness of breath. Also, the patient's having shortness of breath, um, difficulty breathing. Um, they're this, oh, Whoa, I was just getting a call. Oh, I thought it stopped. Holy crap. I was like, no, my whole thing just got ruined. But they're having shortness of breath. Um, they increased like 10 pounds within three, four days kind of stuff, which is abnormal. Then you call the doctor, give them the picture. They're like, okay. Um, what's it called? The patient doctor might, okay, give them Lasix. Um, increased, okay, depending on the weight. Um, give them 20 milligram Lasix. PRN, which means as needed. Um, 40 MGs Lasix. Um, blah, 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 blah. All kind of crazy stuff. And so long story short, then depending on that order, then like, what's it called? Let's just say the weight, then you just give them 20 for like the, like the first time, the first day, then the next day you give them another 20, then you're checking your weight daily. Then like within like three days, like they drop like six to seven pounds, whatever, right? Like, oh, wow. Definitely fluid overload and stuff like that. Then you also think about labs, 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 labs. And labs mean like lab levels like um, CBC, BMP, or pretty much anything. You're checking their sodium, their potassium, like their INR, how long it takes their blood to clot, pretty much kind of thing, right? And so you like so the patients come out of surgery or whatever they came from, lab normal level is abnormal. It's like wow, this, this lab then like so they, they, you're getting your blood drawn. Then let's just see you see some values abnormal or like low or high or critical. Then you have facts. So you think about a lot of facts. And so at this facility, I literally sent more facts in one day that I have sent in the last year, literally, which was like, holy crap. I literally sent like 
over like 30 facts. So like you get the results, then you see it, then you send the facts to like whatever clinic or hospital or the doctor or nurse practitioner wants to send it to you. Then after you send the facts, then thinking about a lot of progress note also, you want to document all these stuff because if you didn't document it, it didn't happen. Then after you send that, then you might, because depending if the lab is critical or whatever, or the, whatever the policy is, then you, you will call like the nurse practitioner or on-call NP and update them. Hey, I just sent this fax over about like five minutes ago, just updating you guys to see if, if, the, if there's anything we need to do. They might write a new order for a potassium, 20 MEQs for like three days, recheck labs in four days kind of stuff. You know, then like, just to see if it changes, then like the after you get that you order, you write the order, you document the conversation that happened, you order this, that, lab sent, lab facts, then so you're pretty much keeping the story, making sure the transition home safely, because like they could go home, all this stuff could be abnormal and they would end up coming right back in. Then like like I said, documentation, documentation, documentation doing skilled documentation, what they need help with, how their vitals are today, what their pain level is today, um, how, if they're comfortable, um, if they're progressing with their activities or daily living or ADLs, like if they're more independent, less independent, all those kind of stuff. So that's kind of like a short overview of a day in the life of a transitional care nurse. But at the same time, you're doing a lot of wound care because the person might, uh, it depends. Some of those things don't need to get touched until they go to their um, surgeon again. Or some of the stuff do need to be touched once a day, twice a day. And But it all depends on the situation they had and the order. Let me see what else I can say. Uh, but when you think about TC, you think about short term, maybe not less than at least three months kind of thing. Because like... Like it's just to transition home safely. So you don't really know. Some people can be in for like a week, two weeks and out. Some people can be there for like a month, two or three. And But it all depends and it varies. And some people, if they get, have more support home, they're way more willing to go home. And depending on how fast to progress, the doctor's able to write an order. like, okay, okay for patients to go home safely kind of thing. And blah, 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 blah. But yo, make sure you follow me on Twitter. Yo, I'm blessed. Say less.